Hello, and welcome to the Conscious Hoofbeat podcast. This is a podcast that explores the interconnectedness of our health and the health of our horses through self-care, mindfulness, and personal development, along with a little equine wisdom and wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Pamela Maynard. I'm a published author and researcher, equine body worker, energy facilitator, and I am passionate about deepening our connection with horses. If you want a more meaningful relationship with your horse, it starts within yourself. So don't forget to go to ConsciousHoofBeat.com and sign up for our exclusive email list to get the Conscious Hoofbeat Monthly and start your inner journey today. So today, I am continuing with the Riding After 40 series with equine guided education coach, Hallie Biliardi. Hallie was born in the Central Valley of California, but grew up mostly in the San Jose area where she currently lives. She learned to ride at the age of 10, and at the age of 12, she was gifted weekly riding lessons, and she rode school horses off and on, mostly until age 30, when she bought her first horse, a five-year-old off-the-track thoroughbred chestnut mare. Six months later, she became pregnant with her son, and her mare and her had many starts and stops in the riding and training process with dressage, jumping, and eventing. Hallie said she was not an easy horse to handle or ride. However, they had some wonderful times together and also some very difficult times. Hallie retired her mare in January of 2020. She is happily living out her days in an ocean view pasture in Pescadero, California. After retiring her mare last year, she leased her friend's Mustang for several months and enjoyed doing a 100-mile accumulative trail ride challenge with him. She knew she would eventually get a new horse of her own, but was not in a hurry. And then in October, a new horse came to the barn for sale, and it was very clear to her that he was for her. He is a five-year-old gated gelding. His temperament is completely different from her mare, and she's loving building a relationship with him. In 2010, she was drawn to Ariana Strazzi's Skyhorse Equine Guided Education Program. The EGE experience really resonated with her to her core in a way that she'd never felt before. And following her certification, she volunteered to staff for, staff for the programs and then was hired as her program director. She eventually became an instructor in the Skyhorse Certification Program as well as coaching and facilitating her own EGE programs. In 2018, Hallie authored Take Back the Reins, the truth about why you're stuck and how to get moving again. She wanted to share how horses can help us uncover what is holding us back from living an authentic, soul-connected life and inspire us to make the changes in ourselves that brings more fulfillment and satisfaction to our relationships and experiences. Ooh, I love that. Thank you so much for joining me today, Hallie. How are Thank you? Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, I feel a little winded. That's a lot of good stuff, and I didn't want to leave any <laughs> of it out. And I, I love how you, you waited and you knew that the right and perfect horse was showing up for you. That's beautiful. Thank you. Acknowledge you and honor you for that. Um, so 
I will just dive right in today with um, our writing after 40 questions. And I, I forgot to ask you in advance, do you have the horses at home with you? Or there's, there, it sounds like they're still at a boarding facility though. Yes, so my retired mare is um, in a pasture in Pescadero, which is about 90 minutes away from me, um, where there's other retired horses there. Um, there aren't any stalls. There's not a formal barn. They just get to be out um, on the land. And nice. then my um, new horse is in a stable about 20 minutes away. So he's at a boarding facility. So when you're doing your equine guided education work, are you doing it, what, what horses are you using for that? Are you doing it with the owner's own horses? Um, no, there are other horses at the barn. Um, I used my mare when I had her with me for, for programs. Um, but also a lot of the other um, boarders at the barns where I've been are happy to let me use their horses in my program and have their horses participate. So, um, so I've been That's really beautiful. lucky. Yeah, yeah, you're really lucky that you get to do it at somebody else's facility. Some places are weird about that. So that's awesome. My um, goal is to have my own land and have the horses with me at some point. Um, my husband and I are actually looking for property. <laughs> um, so it's just about finding the right place. Sure. Which will show up for you at the right and perfect time like your horse did. Yes. So what, what this riding after 40 is really all about is, I mean, ultimately our passion for horses is how, how do you describe your passion for horses? That's, you know, I was thinking about how to, how to articulate it and really horses are my inspiration. They um, are their curiosity, their, their desire to connect with us, um, the fact that they let us ride them um, is, it's just, it's heartwarming, it's fulfilling, it, it's sort of like what recharges my battery, just being around them. Um, their generosity, um, towards us and all of those things are just, it, it fuels the passion, I guess you would say. Mm. So is there, how, like if you think about your, your relationship with horses and your own horse, what comes to your mind or stands out to you the most that would define that relationship? Connection and trust. Um, partnership. So really being with um, the horse in a way that, like I want my horse to be enjoying what we're doing together. It's not just about me and fulfilling some riding checklist or, or goal, but um, that my horse is feeling content and happy with him or herself um, and doing that together. Yeah, it's not a one-sided relationship. It's a, it's a mutual 
a root relationship. I love Yes, that. absolutely. Do you remember when you first fell in love with horses? Do you have a first memory of horses? Well, I remember, and I don't know if this was mine or my cousins, but you know, the little horses that were on the springs that you could like ride mm -hmm. and they would rock back and at the, forth. Like at the grocery store. You that was like my favorite, you know, like, <laughs> Um, and I don't know how little I was when that happened, but my first real memory of, um, of horses was, um, I was around eight years old and my parents were divorced and my dad was living in Southern California and there were horses in his neighbor's yard. And so I remember climbing on the fence and holding sugar cubes in my hand out to try to get the horse to come close enough so that I could pet him. Mm -hmm. um, did, it, did it work? Was he lured? Easily he did. Lured? He would come close enough. I mean, it was still sometimes hard to, you know, reach over and without falling off the fence. Um, so that was, you know, that was the first memory that I, that I have specifically of, of, of horses. And then, um, as you said in my bio, when I was 10 years old, I was uh, able to do a horse camp. Um, and that's where I learned to ride. And I did every other horse camp like all summer long that I could do <laughs> um, until I started doing my weekly riding lessons. And there was no turning back, right? Oh, no. <laughs> there was like no way. <laughs> I think the longest I went without riding um, oh, well, was that's maybe two years. You're getting, maybe a, a, you're getting ahead year. of Ahead of, oh. ahead of me. That's my next, that's one Sorry. of my next questions. <laughs> um, I guess I can flip it around. So was there a time in your life when you didn't ride or have horses in your life? And what was that like for you? And how did it feel? Well, after when I was 14, so I rode lesson horses for two years, weekly lessons. I went to a couple of shows. I loved it. It was the thing I looked forward to. Um, every week and the barn where I was taking my lessons, they closed down their riding school mm. and all the horses got moved somewhere else. And, um, you know, however my dad had set up my lessons and paying for them or whatever, just like that changed cause that place closed. And so I think it was about two years, um, that I didn't ride maybe a year and a half. Um, but then I started working um, at the grocery store to earn money so that I could pay for weekly lessons. And so I found my riding instructor at a different place and I started taking lessons with her again. So you didn't go long. And even when you weren't riding, you were on a mission to make money so you could ride. <laughs> so I could ride. Yeah. I love it. For sure. So what do horses mean to you, Hallie? They are, I mean, the first word that comes to mind is everything. I know that can't really be so. I mean, I, I'm a mom and a wife and my family is, you know, important to me. And, um, you know, it's, I mean, I feel like horses are my family too. I guess that's kind they're, of how I would put part, them in. They, they're part of the family. They're part of the family and they're equally as, um, important and, um, you know, uh, present, um, now 
that I have my new horse and I'm able to go, I mean, I go to the barn almost every day. Um, and what I, especially this year, this last year with, you know, the, the COVID situation and all of that, um, being able to be outside in nature with my horse has kept my sanity for me. Honestly, it's, I mean, it's the best medicine there is. And I can't imagine not having horses in my life. Which is a, leads me to my next question, which is what does the thought of not having horses in your life feel like? I, I can't imagine it. I mean, emptiness, uh, sadness, major loss. I, I can't, you know, there was the first, um, when I decided to retire my mare, I decided in December that I was going to do it. And then it was actually January when I moved her. Um, it was really an emotionally challenging decision, even though I knew it was the best thing for her and the best thing for me to not have access to her every day and to not have um, that constant interaction. Um, did it, it was a little scary like, to... Did it almost feel like you were mourning the loss of her even though you weren't technically losing her? Yeah, I did. And it was the loss too of like, because of her injury that she had and her infection, we... I didn't get to ride her for the last two years that I, she was with me. Mm -hmm. um, and I, but I was working back up to trying to ride her. And so making that decision to retire her felt like giving it up, giving up, giving up that goal and um, the feeling of just being on her and mm -hmm. moving together, like to let that go. Like that's, Losing, it's like you lost a friend. Yeah, and I mean, she's still there, and we went to see her um, in January when my daughter was here, and she came out of the field, and we groomed her, and she ate carrots and was so happy to be with us and so patient, and then when I put her back in the field, she went cantering off into the field, mm. sort of as a way of saying, like, I'm happy here. I'm good. It was wonderful to see you, but, like, I'm okay. Don't worry about me. Little. And that was super, like, precious. Sure. She was, like, letting you know, I'm okay, Mom. I'm yeah. <laughs> kind of affirming that you made the right decision after all. Yeah. So I know you, you have a husband and he, he must support your passion for horses if you guys are looking for your own horse property, right? Is yeah, he, he does. We've known each other um, since we were children. And so um, he's always known me as a horse person and riding horses. So he sort of knew what he was getting into. <laughs> um, maybe not to the extent. Um, that things have become, but, um, he, you know, never tried to not have me ride or talk me out of it. Or, um, I think when the kids were little and, um, you know, <clears throat> he was working a lot, I would have a babysitter watch the kids so that I could go out for my lessons. Um, 
you know, and so there might have been a few times where he was a little like, well, make sure you get all your work done first or, you know, like if the house <laughs> wasn't perfectly clean when I left, there was a little bit of pressure. Um, but it's not like that anymore. He is so supportive. He sees how happy I am mm. when I come home from the barn after I've had a good trail ride and spent time with my horse and he wants that for me. And so, um, I'm super fortunate to have that support. That's beautiful. So he's not a horse person himself, but he, no. but he gets your passion for it. And he gets how much it means to me and how important it is. Um, and he supports it and he supports my professional work with the horses in the equine guided education as well. Um, he's experienced that work and, um, he's also done some, um, photography and some video for us. Um, that's his profession. And so he's seen, he's had his own experience. He's also witnessed other people, um, and the positive, um, Thing that that has been for them and so he really supports that as well that's wonderful okay this is a good one because we were talking about this a little bit earlier what have you learned about yourself from having horses in your life i have learned to be more horse-like hmm. <laughs> to be um, more in tune with my surroundings, with the energy of the people around me, um, to trust myself more, to trust my own intuition and my own senses, um, versus what maybe what people are telling me or what's being imposed on me. Um, I've learned the importance of being authentic to myself, with myself, and also to other people. Um, the importance of playfulness and curiosity. Nice. So now that we're over 40, have <laughs> Has, you know, things changed for you over the years with horses? Have you had to adapt, you know, to, with your riding or what you do with horses at all? Well, it's definitely gotten easier as my kids are older now and they don't require me to be driving them around or picking them up from school, et cetera. I have more freedom in my day um, to spend time out there. In fact, it was even like, before the COVID stuff happened, I would say that um, to 2019, 2020, my son had been driving for already a year, but I still would have this like panging feeling at like two o'clock that like I needed to get home or I was oh, supposed no. to be picking kids up at school or whatever. And my daughter had been driving him for years before that. So it was a, it's been a long time since I really had to be home for the kids at the after school time, mm -hmm. but it took my son being at homeschool, like basically the online school for that, that to switch, like for that to finally go away. Um, so uh, to just allow myself to be at the barn as long as I'm there and um, 
you know, that's been a big change. The riding part is different now because partly because of the horse that I have, he's a gated horse and we do trail riding and my thoroughbred, we were doing dressage and jumping in the arena kind of stuff. And so the what's physically required of my body to do those different types of riding it's a lot less now um so that was sort of a natural thing i don't know that that was an age-related change like i think if i had kept riding in the arena and doing that style of riding like my body would keep doing that for me mm-hmm. sort of like you use it or lose it kind of. Right, right. <laughs> um, but I also think, I mean, one big change that happened for me was when I had my kids, um, my self-preservation instinct increased significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, like before that, I was a lot braver. I worried less about getting hurt. I would you know, (laughs) do bigger jumps and, you know, what I would say scarier things than, than I would do now. Um, cause I wasn't worried about, wasn't thinking about getting hurt, but I think there was like a mommy thing that happened that like that self-preservation, like I need to be able to take care of my kids. And if something Mm -hmm. happens to me and I can't take care of them, like that's not going to be good. So I think I started to scale back, um, you know, however I was my goals and, and what I was doing. Sure. Um, and that happened even before I turned 40. Um, but yeah, there's definitely something in that. And I think just to coming into the equine guided education and learning the principles and being in that space with the horses, um, it really challenges the uh, competition and showing parts of writing in a way that, um, you know, some horses like their job. Like there's show horses that love to show Mm -hmm. and they like perk up when they get in the show ring and they're like, here I am and I'm doing my thing. But some of them don't love it. And some of them are swishing their tails and pinning their ears and they're not happy in their job. And so the sensitivity to what the horse's really are wanting to do and that partnering that I talked about before, how important that is. Um, I think that understanding that and seeing that sort of change to like how I wanted to spend time with my horse and I sort of lost the drive to want to compete or, or do shows anymore. Yeah. I think that's a good segue to my next question, which is, you know, what do you want in a horse now compared to earlier you know, in your earlier years as a rider, like I, I can relate, like showing is not near as important to me now as it was in my twenties. Yeah. Well, when I was younger riding, um, I, I liked the challenge of some of the more energetic horses or even some of the horses that just had, um, like some training issues even. Um, I, I was a confident rider and I had follow through. And so I could get horses to do things for me that a more timid, um, unconfident rider couldn't get them to do. And so often my riding instructor, if somebody couldn't get the horse to do something successfully, she would ask me to get on the horse. Um, 
and I liked that. I liked that being able to be successful and help the horse get over whatever that training issue was. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was almost like if I had a lesson that there wasn't some challenge in, I felt like it was boring or something. Um, but now I love the uneventful rides where, (laughs) you know, nothing happens, everything's just peaceful and I'm in sync with my horse and the other horses on the ride. And we just have a relaxing, pleasurable experience together. Um, that's really what I look for. Yeah, so I think it would be safe to say that your goals have have changed, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I just, it's more about connecting with my horse. And, you know, I've only had him for a few months. So there's still, we still have a ways to go with developing our relationship. But Mm -hmm. I can already feel like he watches me as I move around the, the branch and doing different chores. Like he's cued into where I am and, you know, wants to engage he wants to know like what are we doing together when he sees me and um i want the horse to want to be with me mm. did um, you did you think about that stuff in your 20s um no maybe i started to in my 30s okay um But my 20s, I mean, that's when I had a lot of other stuff going on in my life. And I think it was just when, when I got to the barn, just being with the horse and letting the rest of my challenges that were happening in my life, like leaving that at the gate and just being there and being with the horse was just such a, um, an escape sort of, and a reset for me. Um, Mm -hmm. but I don't think I was as conscious of how it was for the horse. Gotcha. Can you give me an example of a time in your life when some aspect of your everyday life was affected by your horses and, and how this experience affected you and be like family, you know, social life, work, business, Um, I, I, well, my, my equine guided training, I mean, once I, once I came to Ariana's program and I saw what the horses were doing there, um, it, it changed every relationship for me, just how I related to people, how I would, um, communicate like the awareness of like if I was open to them or not if they were open to me or not um if we were actually really communicating connecting and communicating or if someone's just talking like you know if you're talking at someone versus mm-hmm. you know they're listening or receiving um that for as a parent and as a spouse like that was huge Mm. Do you believe that your experience, your life experience with horses, um, 
differs from those in the world that don't have a horse lifestyle? Absolutely. I think there are other ways that the other things that people could do besides horses that would bring nature and a natural experience into their life. But most people, you know, there's, we're, we're on zoom or on our computers, we're indoors, we're in office buildings. Um, and there's a, overstimulation that happens that causes us to uh, lose touch with our senses and our intuition and our bodily experience. And so being outside and being around horses, it, it requires a different presence in us, mm -hmm. um, which allows us to be more present, to be more in the moment, to be more in touch. Uh, with ourselves and what's happening around us. And um, I think that's really lacking for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and it's something that just by the nature of being around a horse without even being conscious of it, we're, we're in a better place. We're more, we have more options. Mm. What do you mean by more options? Um, well, the more connected we are to ourselves, to our, to our intuition, to our senses, our, you know, gut instincts, um, the more present we are in the moment, the more awareness we have about what's happening around us. And that gives us more choices. Um, so if we're going about our day sort of unconsciously doing our habits and reacting to things we're not in a choice place we're and we're just reacting to this and reacting to that and um so i think that being more present and more tuned in um we you can you see more you feel more and it, it gives you you're more informed i guess very well said. Very well said. <clears throat> I don't know that we can top that. And I have two more questions. That's a, that, that's a beautiful place to stop. <laughs> but two more questions. Okay. Um, do you have any regrets about being passionate for horses and having horses in your life? Oh, no. Oh, no. It's the most wonderful <laughs> thing. And it's, I mean, it's my life. Yeah. I wouldn't change it for anything. Is there anything else you'd like to share with me about your life with horses? I thank you for this work that you're doing. Um, I think it's, it's amazing uh, what horses can do for us and just to be able to highlight that in a way that, you know, might encourage someone to try it that hasn't been around horses or that was thinking about it. Um, uh, it's just, I, I'm so passionate about the work that I do and how beneficial horses are to us um, that I just want to support it. So thank you. Mm. I'm getting a little weepy. I'm like, oh, <laughs> thank you. 
So um, if anybody's in the San Jose area looking to do some equine guided coaching, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on my website, which is halliebilliardi.com. Why don't you spell that out for us? H-A-L-L-I-E-B-I-G-L-I-A-R-D-I.com. Beautiful. And if somebody would like to pick up a copy of Take Back the Reins, is it on Amazon? And It is on Amazon. All right. Yes, it is. Kindle awesome. and um, paperback. Beautiful. Well, thank you for the work that you do in the world. And thank you for joining me and being open to this. And thank you. Appreciate Thanks for having time. me. It's my pleasure to, to share. I could talk about horses all day long. I know, right? <laughs> Every good horsewoman could do that. So thank you. Thank you. All right, listeners. Thanks for joining us today. And until next time, enjoy your horse.